Shalom ליהודים, שלום לבני נוח, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the fourth day, Ev Kaftes, בחודש אב, פרשס שופטים, תשפ"ג 5783, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 15 August 2023. You're listening to Phantom Nation, the first in the latest series of six podcasts, generously sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. On Israel News Talk Radio, coming to you from Israel, afflicted with a spiritual cancer. Too many Jews who don't like being Jews and even hate them. Now, what I have in mind for a Jew is one who lives a classical, really timeless Jewish life regulated by the Sabbath, which is a divine metronome marking every seventh day. I have in mind a Jew who respects the divine genius of the kosher system as simultaneously an individual discipline and a communal bulwark. You don't socialize with non-Jews uh, when it uh, commonly means eating together, not because any Gentile is a bad person. On the contrary, many are wonderful and attractive people, albeit lacking in a desire to have and raise Jewish children to perpetuate the national identity. It was Edward Gibbon, the famous historian, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, who believed Jews were taught to hate all non-Jews which clearly was psychologically projective. It was Christians like himself who were taught to hate Jews. Indeed, uh, many Jews uh, want Christians to like them, which uh, they would not if the Jews hated them. Indeed, the chronic, national, tragic flaw of the Jews is the desire to live and assimilate among the non-Jews. Uh, that was the story of the 19th century emancipated Jews in Germany, who ended up in the 20th century in gas chambers for literally assimilating as they did. The famous um, opera composer Richard Wagner, idolized by the Germans, wrote a book called Choose in Music, in which he complained that with so many Jews now, after the emancipation, in music as concert pianists and violinists, composers, composers conductors, they have a Jewish sensibility that Wagner did not like and opposed. It was not the German sensibility... And he was right. Wagner's business was writing operas rooted in pagan, pre-Christian German folklore. Stories about their Rhine maidens and Valkyries, those people. Uh, Hitler, too, loved Wagner's operas, a uh, romanticizing pre-Christian culture, which uh, Judaism went to war against thousands of years in the past. The sixth book of uh, the Bible, uh, Yoshua, ends with his passing at the age of 110 as the national leader, appointed by Moses to lead the sons of Israel over Jordan uh, and ordered them to kill all the current inhabitants and destroy the religious sites and objects, and then apportion the land between the 12 tribes. That is the book of Joshua. The next book, Judges, records what happened after Joshua's passing. Uh, here is chapter 2, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. The Art Scroll translation, quote, Joshua, son of Nun, servant of Hashem, died at the age of 110 years. They buried him within the borders of his heritage in Timnat Cheres in Mount Ephraim, north of Mount Gaash. That entire generation as well was gathered to its forefathers. A new generation arose after them that did not know Hashem nor the deeds that he, capital H, had performed for Israel. The children of Israel would do what was evil in the eyes of Hashem and would worship 
The Baalim, close quote. That's the local nature gods. Yeah, the generation that experienced the escape from slavery and the gathering at Mount Sinai and all the significant events over 40 years of homelessness, uh, that generation was gone. And all the Jews from then on never experienced what the first generation did. And here we learn that after Joshua died, uh, to repeat, quote, the children of Israel would do what was evil in the eyes of Hashem and would worship the Baalim. In other words, uh, do as non-Jews do. In effect, they were rebels against Hashem by assimilating among the Gentiles, meaning other nations, turning their backs on the mitzvot. I wasn't aware of this at the time when young, but all of the Reformed Jewish men in the Reformed Jewish community I grew up in, uh, who had been raised Orthodox, but who also wanted the good life uh, that America had there for the asking and the taking. And if that meant running one's business on the Sabbath, so you stop keeping the Sabbath. My father's generation, the sons of immigrants, were draft age in World War II. And as law-abiding citizens, that meant going into the service and eating non-kosher food. And so kashrut was also abandoned. Indeed, in the early 19th century in Tsarist Russia, in an effort to peacefully get rid of the Jews, Jewish boys would be recruited into the army at like age 12 for a term of 25 years, during which time, of course, they lived completely non-Jewish lives and forgot about being Jews. The purpose of the service was to de-Judaize them and really, ultimately, all of the Jews. And so perhaps it's not surprising since the first generation after the passing of Joshua ben Nun, they behaved as they did. Uh, today's generation of Jews, likewise, they're, they're also at war with Hashem's mitzvot. They fear a new high court will, not, uh, will no longer protect them, the secular. They don't want to be governed by old rabbis with long beards, they said. And it's this hostility to Jewishness. And, to, and that leads to the hostility to those who live in Judea and Samaria, and those who believe they have the legal and moral right to do that, which a belief the secular do not want to support because they are secular, that is, they're opposed to religion. This manifests not only in the civilian left here, but the military and the police. Last evening uh, in Jerusalem, some in the settler community licensed themselves to imitate the Bolsheviks, uh, who believe they have the right to disrupt the lives of others for their own selfish agenda. Last night, uh, these settler people blocked the entrance to Jerusalem to protest the police hostility to uh, Yechiel Indor, the shepherd who defended himself with his legal weapon, a weapon uh, whose purpose is to save one's own life, which he did, while sustaining a miserable bash to the head, the police want to invite, indict him, as Donald Trump gets indicted every week these days. Initially, they wanted to indict him for murdering uh, one of the scores, even hundreds of Ishmael clones, these wild asses of men who approached and threatened him. These beasts on two feet with a proven lack of any conscience when it comes to murdering Jews. Think of what these barbarians did in 2000 to those two reservists that they captured in Ramallah and literally beat to death and smashed their faces into a mass of unrecognizable pulp flesh and bone. As Ariel Kahana reported in Israel Hayom, quote, the IDF and the entire defense establishment 
were quick to label this incident, quote, Jewish terrorism. This was reported by the uh, secular Israeli MSM and, of course, passed on to such enemy publications as the poisonous New York Times. It's a sad day when establishment Israelis do not support a fellow Jew grievously wounded by a homicidal Jew-hating Gentile and make the best case for him, and that they do this is one of the symptoms of the timeless Jewish sin of wanting to find favor in the eyes of the Gentiles. In a confrontation between a religious Jew and a Gentile, the secular here are inclined to side with the Gentile because they don't identify with religious Jews. And so the IDF, the GSS, the Israeli police, they're all quick to condemn, quote, Jewish terrorism by extremist settlers. And this is what I call Jewish anti-Semitism, Jews who side with anti-Jews, who are enemies of Jews, like the atheists who executed the cosmic stupidity and immorality of the Oslo abomination, that fake peace process of Yitzhak Rabin, raised by a fanatical communist Jewish couple of heretics, and, and Shimon Peres, who, who thought Das Kapital was the greatest book ever written, and Yossi Balin, atheists one and all, like Ehud Barak, the atheist who, when prime minister, did nothing to stop the Muslims from getting heavy equipment onto our Temple Mount to cart off thousands of tons of earth, likely containing Jewish artifacts, potentially thousands of years old, and built, I think, three new mosques there. Like Moshe Dayan, Ehud Barak's atheist predecessor as IDF chief of staff, that Israeli icon who gave the site of our temples back to the Muslims. These are Israel's anti-Semitic Jews who have dominated the born-again state and its culture from the beginning.
And that was Daniel Javier. Yes, the um, disruptors of quotidian life in Israel since last September are Israelis of Jewish extraction uh, who fear being forced uh, to uh, limit and restrict their freedom uh, by old rabbis with long beards. He see, it seems that on Sunday night, anti-Jew Jews stealthily went to the party office in Jerusalem, uh, I believe, of the Religious Zionism Party. And in the approach to the door in the dead of night, they left three oblong mounds of dirt symbolizing graves. And they hung stickers on the site reading, quote, warning, terror supporters and coup d'etat architects work in this building. It uh, was the doing, evidently, of a handful of these notorious anti-Jew NGOs like Breaking the Silence. And by supporting terror in their statement, they define that as the terrorism of Jewish settlers. Of course, meaning, presumably, terror like Arab Muslim terror, the random brutalizing, by these terrorists, by these settlers of innocent Palestinians. If Muslim terrorism against Jews in this country is likewise the murder and maiming of civilian Jews at random, so these Jewish settlers are accused of doing that to the so-called Palestinians. It's more of the anti-Semitic moral equivalence gambit. You know, these settlers are as evil as the Palestinian terrorists. The message of those who did this was, uh, they left a written message, quote, Ben Gvir, Son Melech, Smotrich, Rotman, and their friends in the government and the coalition received a reminder this morning that their hands are covered in innocent blood. Instead of elected officials who care for their civilians, we have those who support settler terror incidents and advance the coup d'etat, which would allow them to fulfill their vision of a dictatorship on both sides of the green line. It's only a matter of time before the next victim, close quote. This is really sick. And by that, I mean the work of a diseased mind not functioning properly. Everyone knows the Jews are the victims of Muslim terrorists. In their view, the Muslims are the victims of Jewish terrorists. Indeed, following the latest violence on August 4th, uh, the attack on uh, Yechiel Indoor, the police initially were going to charge him, this grievously wounded man, with, quote, nationalist and nationalist and racist motivated murder. Uh, they eventually dropped those, but they still want to accuse him of uh, lesser crimes. This is a strain of the same behavior of this nation uh, recorded in the uh, Bible uh, in uh, the, after Yeshua died. And then the people reverted to idol worship. Today it has been Israel's refusal to continue after 1967 the settlement of the land. The state of Israel has every moral and legal right to claim all of Judea and Samaria as Israeli property but it never has, which behavior allows world anti-Jewry, including the Jewish variety with Israeli citizenship, to believe these territories belong to a nationality unheard of at the United Nations for its first 25 years. Indeed, they are the victims of the Jews who stole their country from them. There's no greater support for the phantom Palestinians than an official Israel that does not stake its claim to this real estate and demolish the claims and the lies of the enemy, uh, claiming to be ancient Palestinians. It's all the same spiritual pathology that produces an official Israel that treats its homicidal Muslim residents in Judea and Samaria as if they were citizens in our state 
and punishes them when caught with imprisonment, a punishment perfectly absent from the Bible uh, that Israel's uh, high court pays no attention to. It is this official Israel that destroys the modest dwellings of these Muslim religious assassins who love death more than life. Uh, that's the punishment. It only means those who continue to live there must now find another place to live. Big deal. The IDF is also known to be sometimes even lenient and seal off only a floor or even a room. It, indeed, it seems that uh, two and a half months ago, the IDF only partially demolished the home of Mr. Al-Khawaja, uh, who lives in a village near Ramallah. He had been the murderer last March in Tel Aviv of a young and vital Ol-Haskal on Dizengoff, no less, once the mini Champs-Élysées of Tel Aviv, and the wounding of two others, one who I think is now crippled for life. Uh, in any case, uh, because his house was only partially demolished, it's now being used as a catering hall and restaurant. Yesterday, I think the Muslims there celebrated a wedding, uh, the wedding of Mr. Mohammed Khalil Suware. Four years ago, Mr. Suware was freed from Ophir prison after 32 months inside for security crimes. And I ask, what are these post-Jewish Israelis thinking? That he is now a reformed terrorist? That he has learned his lesson and paid his debt to society? And that his imprisonment is a deterrent now to others not to get involved in terrorism because they too may go to prison for a few months. This is what I mean by Israelis with their fractured identity, not knowing how to relate to these violent Muslims who were violent before the emergence of uh, Islam, uh, and they remain so today. Only now they have the holy justification for their cruelty to others, sanctioned by their evil, fake religion. Israeli officialdom never gives evidence of knowing anything about Islam, much about Islam and, and, and Jewish history in that culture. And really now, 56 years after the miraculous Six-Day War, Israel has no plans for the future of Judea and Samaria. Worse, Israel stands by as the enemy with money from classically Jew-hating European governments uh, builds buildings all over the place, in effect perpetuating the folly of Oslo, according to which it was believed by the Oslo fools that giving the Palestinians a state would give them a stake in becoming Israel's friendly, peaceful neighbors. Though for sure one of the factors for the paralysis and long-range planning is the religious dimension of the conflict, which secular Israelis refuse to recognize. Uh, they are incapable of seeing it as a religious conflict, thus the Israelis at first wanted to indict Yechiel Indor for a murder triggered by nationalist or racist motives. Religion had nothing to do with it. This is how the seculars see any hostility by Israelis to the Palestinians, as they call them. And that is the thinking of the disruptors who yesterday morning left those mock graves in front of the uh, religious Zionists and party offices. They believe the only reason the settlers attacked Palestinians is the settlers' ultra-nationalist and racist ideology. Indeed, such as Ehud Barak and partner Yair Golan see in Judaism itself a chauvinist, exclusivist religion.
גם נצח על שושנים לבני קורח. מזכיר שיר ידידות. רחש ליבי דבר טוב אומר, אני מעשיי למלך, לשוני עת סופר יופי תמיד מאדם מוצק חן בשפתותיך על כן ברכך אלוהים לעולם חגוך הרבך על ירך גיבור אותך והדרך והדרך אצלך רחב על דבר אמת וענווה צדק ותורך שנונים עמים תחתיך יפלו בלב אויבי המלך בלב אויבי המלך ישחה אלוהים עולם ואם שבט מישור שבט מלכותך. אהבת צדק ותשנא רשע. על כן משכך אלוהים אלוהיך. שמן ששון מחבריך. יופי יופי תמיד מאדם צדכם. על כן ברכך אלוהים לעולם. חגוך הרבך על ירך גיבור, אותך והדרך והדרך הצלחך, על דבר אמת וענווה, צדק ותורך בלב אויבי המלך, בלב אויבי המלך, כל תבודה בת מלך ממה? ממשבצות זהב לבושה, כל תבודה בת מלך ממה? ממשבצות זהב לבושה
And that was Gabriel Hasson. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Speaking before of Israel's anti-Semitic Jews, um, they've always been there, really, uh, in our daily 18 blessings. The 19th section is no blessing but a curse against Jewish heretics, uh, which was composed and inserted into the text of the 18 around the year 100, almost 2,000 years ago. Uh, many make the case uh, the target that year was the community of Jews who called Jesus the Messiah, even though there is nothing in his life to suggest that he was. And perhaps the anti-Semitic Jews here today are being stimulated by the surprising appearance in the United States and other once-civilized countries of nasty anti-Semitism as never before. I just saw a poll done in Australia of Jewish youth year. Most of them have been aggressed against anti-Semitically. And now we have this item about a book of classically insane, that is, an atavistic Jew hatred worthy of the Middle Ages, uh, being used in a course at Princeton University. And this was a book published by Duke University Press alleging not only do Israelis murder Palestinian children, but harvest their organs. They not only wound them, they sometimes maim them for life. They also starve Palestinian children. And the guilt is shared by Duke University Press, whose staff is alleged to be highly anti-Semitic for publishing this nonsense, with the faculty at Princeton silent in reaction to this course, using this and other books containing similar wildly anti-Semitic fantasies of Jewish devilry. Princeton last February also hosted a talk by some lunatic named Mohammed al-Kurd, who calls Zionist settlers, quote, sadistic, barbaric, neo-Nazi pigs, and that Israeli soldiers eat the organs of Palestinians they have killed. A Jewish student group there asked the English department who invited him to condemn him, but the response was silence. One reason, uh, I think, uh, for the silence is not necessarily agreement with the Jew hater, but fear of marking oneself a defender of the Israelis. In France, teachers have been terrorized into saying not a word about the Holocaust. Three years ago, you may remember, high school teacher Samuel Paty spoke of freedom of speech in his class and showed them a Charlie Hebdo cartoon of Muhammad and for which uh, Paty was beheaded. Indeed, all over Western Europe... With their burgeoning resident Muslim populations, there is now no more freedom of speech, leastwise uh, not having anything to do uh, with Islam. Uh, that is uh, critical of Islam. It's forbidden now. Only God knows if the Europeans will ever gird their loins and stand up against the Muslims in their midst. The prospect is dim, because the enemy is a community for whom religion is everything, they have the belief that they have the right to convert all infidels when the Europeans, by contrast, no longer have a religion to combat these religious invaders. So the anti-Semitism now in the States, and not only at Princeton, but also at Harvard and Columbia and elsewhere, this is not only a sign for the Jews in America, but also for the non-Jews. Like Iran's A-bomb ambitions, it's not only against Israel, that is the first target, but the United States after that, and really all of what's left of Western civilization.
And that was Hillel Goldblum. Okay, this has been the first of six Phantom Nation podcasts. The title as well of a book of the same name. More than one reader has called it the best book ever on the war against Israel by Islam. Currently camouflaged as the putatively primeval Palestinian people about whom there is nothing Palestinian. These podcasts are generously sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com, whose next rally uh, at the Miami-Dade College Kendall campus will be on August 22 at 430 a worthy pro-Israel effort, also looking for a part-time librarian for their collection of books on Israel. I'll be back next Wednesday, God willing, for the second podcast in this series. Until then, have a good week. I'm Shai Bentakoa.